Welcome to episode 81 of the Daniel Yours podcast. Fitness stuff that grinds my gears, part two. Let's go. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Daniel Yours podcast. I'm Daniel Yours. Obviously, I don't know why I said that. I don't think I ever say that in any podcasts, but um, I've got a little bit of a new setup today and it's making me have uh, some of the jitters, which is kind of weird. And it's not like I'm actually nervous, but I've just got a new camera set up. So we're going to get everything on video, changed up the background a little bit, trying to go, you know, hashtag influencer. I've got, you know, some lights behind me, a little bit of a setup. Um, and so I just wanted to get this episode out, which is going to be a little bit more off the cuff following along with the grinds my gears theme or grinds my gear series that I'll be doing periodically. Thank you for bearing with me, by the way, on these like little solo episodes uh, while we're just dealing with this endless construction, which is a story for another day, uh, but very hard to schedule and stuff and, you know, commit time to guests. But then when it's time for that podcast to roll, there's like, you know, 15 trucks and tons of noise and all that stuff here. So anyways, thanks for the, thanks for the solo episodes. But anyways, just getting with this new setup, getting comfortable with it. So I wanted to do this little episode, a little bit more off the cuff, a little bit more natural. I'm trying to just get used to even just the, the camera. So this will be on video. This this will be on YouTube. All the all the past episodes will be up on YouTube shortly. Today is August 17th. I'm going to try and get this one up like ASAP, and then I'll put the rest of them up in backwards order. And then I'll re-upload this one just so that it's like in proper order. Um, and if I don't do that, if you don't start, if you don't see like most of the episodes up by like, again, today's August 17th, let's say, uh, give me two weeks, August 30th. Like you got to get on me, get on me for that. Hold me accountable to that. Cause these needs need to go up on YouTube. Even the, the, the past solo episodes won't have video. Um, they'll just be audio and I'll put it like on top of the logo or whatever, but just for the sake of having them on YouTube, all the guest ones will have video, the zoom recording. Uh, but these will now have better video with a better camera and just a little bit of better setup. All of that to say, I, I do think that I'm a very good fitness coach, a personal trainer, a strength coach. I think I'm very good at that. I don't say that in a cocky way. I say that in a confident way. I'm not amazing at being an influencer just yet. Um, and it's important. And I, and I use that word all the time. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that I use this hashtag influencer. And I think it's funny because the word influencer has become so bastardized where it's this negative connotation of you just sell uh, other people's products and skinny tea and detox this and a bunch of bull- bullshit. But in reality, like someone asked me, I want to be an influencer. The answer is yes. I, I just don't want to sell detox tea and all that stuff. I want to influence people's thoughts. I want to influence people's actions in a positive way. And that's what we're trying to do with all this. So part of that is getting the message out and competing with the, with the video and with the, with the way that the message is delivered and the way that the information is received. So that's, that's all that's part of it. And I've got to get better at that. Just like we've all got to get better at our fitness and anything else in life. There's a, there's a graduation to all this. And I want to, I enjoy kind of explaining this and taking you along with me on this journey. If you will, I'm not someone who started off this podcast or started off with a pre-existing following or having had done something or having had, uh, tons of money from a, from a previous business venture or something like that, where I was able to start with all of the best stuff and, and a producer and like a crew and, you know, have a studio and all that stuff. Like we're still in the bedroom, we're making it happen. And so I like taking you along with this, just a little bit of the behind the scenes, not to say that people who are able to start off like that, I'm not, obviously I'm, I'm jealous of it in like a way that I wish I had that right now, but I will have that eventually but there's nothing wrong with it. It's not like, oh, they cheated. It's not cheating. This is just this is just life. And so I'm trying to compete. And see, like if you're watching the video, like I keep fidgeting with the mic, I don't ever do this. And I hope that it doesn't come off too bad on the audio because when I move the mic a lot, 
kind of weird. But these are the, see, there's just some of the things, just trying to get a little bit more comfortable with this new camera setup and, um, and away we go. So first off, if you have any like tips, suggestions, feedback on any of these things and just making this better, please let me know. I'm always open to it. I, I don't claim or pretend to know everything. I learn as I go and test stuff and ask people and whatever. But if you have suggestions, please let me know. D- don't tell me to like buy some $10,000 piece of equipment or get a studio. Like I know that I'm, I'm, I, would, I would love to have that. That's just not in the cards at the moment. But if there are other uh, tips and tricks and stuff like that, or things you'd like to see, things you'd like to see less of, always let me know. And uh, the best way to support in any way is, is sign up for coaching. And that's really supporting yourself as well. So maybe not the the, the best uh, pitch for coaching ever, <laughs> but we'll but we'll take it. So if you want to help support, sign up for coaching, danielers.com slash coaching. Uh, link will be in the description and all that stuff. Anyways, now that we're all through that five minutes in and I've talked nothing about the episode, but this is just going to be a fun one laid back. So uh, kick your feet up unless you're driving. And, uh, and let's get into it. This series is something that I'll do every now and then I kind of go through, I have a, keep a note on my phone of just like stuff that rubs me the wrong way or grinds my gears, if you will, in fitness, things that I see in real life, things that I hear from people, things that I see on social media is, is a big part of it. Um, and every now and then when I have these, like when I need these little in-between episodes, I think that they're, I think that they're fun to do and maybe even get some good sound bites or some clips for, uh, for social media. So with that being said, let's, uh, let's get into it. So the first thing, have a, just a list of things written down here and I'll get through as, as many. I'll, I'll try and cut this off like under 30 minutes. Uh, the first thing, hip thrusts when people are still laying their head back. Now to paint this picture, imagine a hip thrust, feet on the floor, shoulders on the bench, and your head is laid back as if you're lying down to like take a nap with your chin pointed straight up in the air, neck fully extended backwards. With all of the social media content around hip thrust and glute training, which is a majority of the fitness content that's on Instagram and TikTok, and it's because that is the content that performs, quote unquote, performs the best. With all of that content out there, I cannot for the life of me understand how people are still throwing their head back. And I'm not, these are not people who are like first day in the gym, don't know what they're doing. Obviously, like, you know. That's that's okay. That's why people like me have jobs to to teach these people. I'm talking about other trainers and trainers training their clients or people who are, have been in the gym for forever. Oh, I, my neck always hurts when I do hip thrusts. I have to hold my head with my hand because my neck hurts when I do hip thrusts. Your neck shouldn't hurt. If it hurts, you're doing it wrong. In fact, no part of your body should hurt during any exercise. But I can't for the life of me figure out how other people have not figured this out yet with all of the glute stuff and millions of posts on hip thrust demo and all this. And all of them say, tuck your chin, look forward, tuck your chin, look forward, tuck your chin, look forward. You shouldn't be throwing your head back. So if by chance that's you, and I hope that's not you because you're listening to this, stop doing that. And if you see someone doing that, someone, you know, don't go up to random people and like tell them what to do in the gym. That's, that's not right. Someone, you know, who's doing this, Give them a give them a pointer. Your neck shouldn't hurt. There's no need to throw your head back. It's making the exercise worse because you're just extending your spine more than actually using your glutes. So the exercise itself is actually less effective, as well as it's painful and it looks weird and it's painful, which is the big <laughs> which is the biggest thing. And no exercises should be painful. So that's number one thing that grinds my gears. Quick fix and let's uh, let's stop that one. The next one. 
is I've seen, and I don't know how this happens, but I've seen this in gyms and online, this little bit of a resurgence of using the BOSU ball for workouts. The BOSU ball is that half ball where one side is like a flat plastic and the other side is like, um, or like the, the bottom side is flat, hard plastic. And then the top side is spongy. Like it's a half ball. It's also plastic, but it's like a half ball. And so you can step on it or, you know, do other stuff with it. It would make your balance off. If you step, if the flat side is on the ground, then it would be like, you know, stable and like a little bit wobbly, but then people flip it the other way around so that it's super wobbly and people are now doing squats and stuff exercises on it again. And this was something that, you know, became popular, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago where this like whole functional training thing came to be and like, oh, train on unstable surfaces. And we've since realized that like, that's complete nonsense and it's a little bit silly. It's more likely to injure yourself doing that than provide any additional benefit. Even if you're an athlete or you're pretending to be an athlete or training like an athlete, whatever, whatever that means to someone, it's not helping and it's silly. And again, the thing that really grinds my gears about this is seeing trainers do this. I can I, there's so many exercises, so many exercises and you resort to doing squats on the BOSU ball. Like, come on. You know what I think the best use of a BOSU ball is? There, there's always a use for something. Let, let me just preface this by saying this first. Everything has a use, even burpees. Everything has a purpose. But something like the BOSU ball, I think the... I was thinking about this before I recorded this. I think the best use of a BOSU ball is collecting dust. I don't think that there's a whole lot of things. If you want to stretch over it, maybe with the flat side down, maybe that, but otherwise, it's it's really just good for collecting dust. It's It's not something that really needs to be around. You can use it as like a stopper, like not its intended use, but I mean, doing exercise on it, like no more squats on the BOSU ball. Let's just, let's get past that. There's millions of other exercises. And especially if you're a trainer and you can't figure something out, that's better than having your client squat on the BOSU ball. Especially if that person can't even really squat well, maybe you should, uh, you know, whatever you figure the rest of that sentence out, but we'll come back to that. Number three on the list that's been, this is, this is more of a big one, this whole optimal training movement. So on social media, you may or may not have seen, there's a lot of people now who talk about these optimal training and by optimal training, they mean specific exercises that target specific muscles or even specific divisions of muscles. Now, this is not a, I'm not calling anyone out. I'm calling out the, the thought process behind it. So while I think that all that stuff is super valid and is very interesting for a nerd like me for this stuff to think, okay, how can I get a little bit more of this part of this muscle by changing the angle, by changing the setup, blah, 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 all these things. It's interesting. For most people though, and by most people, I mean 99% of people, none of that stuff matters. You're going to change your whole training to do only five to seven reps of a iliac lat pull down leaving one rir and like we don't even know how to move our shoulder properly there's there's so many things that need to happen before you get up to that point where it's like okay i need to do this optimal training stuff of course it matters don't do dumb exercises but optimal training doesn't mean having the optimal angle and the optimal grip and the optimal this and and the perfect number of reps and the perfect number of reps in reserve and the perfect exertion and the perfect amount of rest and like, and all this stuff that's impossible unless your job is literally 
unless you are a bodybuilder, that stuff almost doesn't matter. It has a place. That place is not for most people. And the, and the thing that I think is upsetting about this is it it's getting too far ahead for most people. Someone's scrolling and we'll see a post about, oh, this is the optimal way to train glutes. That This is a big common. It's usually glutes and back training and, and chest training to a degree. This is the optimal way to train glutes. And so the way that the message is, is sent is that the other stuff is garbage. And that's the problem with it. One thing that I've come to realize over the past couple of days, actually, and someone said it and I was like, oh, that's, that's what it is. And I, it's one of these things that we all kind of, we might know this and it might sound obvious when it's said, but until it's said, you don't really realize it is that a lot of the messaging, and this is in fitness and across the board in any industry, whatever, the, a lot of the messaging that goes viral or that gets out there is stuff that lacks nuance. So, excuse me. So when when something is said that is lacking nuance, that would be something like uh, never do squats, period. No further explanation. That will get a lot of attention. Or only do squats, period. No further context. That would get a lot of attention because it's leaving so much up to question. Well, what about this? What about that? What about that? So when there's a post that says, this is the optimal way to train glutes, period. And that's how they are. Or it's like, this is the optimal way to train glutes. And there's no description about other ways to train glutes or other things that matter, like your diet, like the way you train, like the way your hips move, like the way your knee moves, like the way your back is supported, blah, blah, blah. All of these things also matter, but the post ends at, this is what you should do, period. And that's why it gets attention. And that's why it's attention grabbing because it's easy. It doesn't make us think. It doesn't force you to think about how does that apply to me? It just says, Joe Blow said, do this. Okay, well, if he said so or she said so, then great. Another thing that comes along with this is is the the appeal to authority fallacy where it's like, well, and, and it's not even a trainer. It's like someone who's so far above. I see so many people say stuff like, well, C-Bum said do this. C-Bum, Chris Bum said, Mr. Olympia, blah, 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 if you don't know who that is. Well, Seabum said to do it like this. And I'm like, well, you've been in the gym for six months. You're not Chris Bumstead. You're not a bodybuilder. You're not Mr. Olympia. You're not even close to that. The reason that he said that to do it that way is because that's what works for him and in that world. That is not your world. And we lack this context, but because there's not a lot of nuance and I'm not calling him out. I'm just, it's people will say, oh, well, Ronnie did it like this. Ronnie Coleman. Okay. Well, you're not, <laughs> you're certainly not Ronnie Coleman. One of the, the funny sayings about Ronnie is he would have been Mr. Olympia if he didn't even lift weights and just did Pilates. Like you're not that, you're not that person. So just because someone who has that body or does that thing says to do it that way, that doesn't make it automatically applicable to everyone's life. However, it, it catches fire because it lacks that nuance. And so while that can be good for spreading messaging, it also can be bad because again, it doesn't allow us or force us to actually think about things for ourselves, which is a a danger of like our whole society right now. There's not a lot of thinking going on. And maybe this is going to go on a, a little bit of a tangent, but there's not a whole lot of thinking going on. There's not a whole lot of critical thinking. It's monkey see, monkey do. I, if I see something that I like, well, if that guy did it, I'll just do that. Oh, it didn't work for me. Okay. Well, it's because three months from now, after I do it, I saw another guy who said, oh, you actually have to do the exact opposite of that. Well, of course, because blah, 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 look how 
look how jacked he is. Well, I should do that instead. And then three months from the road, three months down the road, that didn't work. And another person comes around, well, you need to stop doing that. You need to do the exact opposite of that again, but in this different way and buy my product that does this. And this is, this is the part that, this is the, this is the troubling part. It doesn't force people to think. It just promotes following. And I think a lack of thinking is, is the biggest thing. And this is how we get into these battles about, this happens all the time in nutrition. Only eat meat, only eat vegetables, only do this, only do that. And it's like, well, if that, if that worked, if these things that it's like only do this or always do this or never do that, if those things worked, everybody would do it. And by everybody, I don't mean everybody in the fitness industry or everybody in your circle of friends. I mean, 99% of the human population would do that. If these things worked that universally, then every single person would do it. But they don't. And that's why everyone doesn't do it. But it's said to be that way. And then people get in arguments about like pretending they're protecting their team of nutrition or, or fitness or exercise selection or whatever. There's a whole bunch of people never do squats, only do squats. Like, ah, oh, squats are not optimal. Like, well, optimal for what? Like, Maybe if you're being a bodybuilder, you don't need to barbell back squat, which you don't. No one needs to do anything, but no one needs to do anything in the gym, but no one needs to do anything, period. So this is where the, the thing gets weird. So don't get caught in this trap of this optimal training. I've had many questions over the last few months about like, oh, should I do this or this? And it's like, eh, it doesn't really matter. You should probably do both, but it also depends on all of these factors. It's hard to say like what you should do just based on a text like, oh, well, this post said I should do this. Well, yeah, maybe for that guy or that girl. Anyways, the point of this, the take-home message is always think about what it is that you're seeing and think about how that actually applies to your own life in the context of that silo of thing of exercise only and with all of the other things. If you're staying up late researching how many degrees of shoulder flexion you should have to optimally hit your lats, but you sleep four hours a night, doesn't fucking matter what you do with your lats. You're, you're never going to grow if you're only sleeping four hours a night and eating 800 calories a day. That's just the way it goes. So, you know, make sure we got all of our ducks in a row, move the big rocks, and then we can get into the nitty gritty details of things. Another one. This is a quick one, and I don't know how this happened. This is crazy to me. People have been (laughs) confusing the words workouts and exercises. So let's define it. An exercise is a single movement squat is an exercise. A bench press is an exercise. A bicep curl is an exercise. A workout is a collection of movements. If I'm going to do squats, then bicep curls, and then bench press, and then shoulder press, and then sit-ups, all of that, that's a workout. Each of those things individually, those are exercises. I know that this may sound like incredibly simple to you, but I've seen a lot of stuff over the last little while. Someone's doing squats. Oh, that's a great workout. Nope, that's not a workout. Just an exercise. And this doesn't really matter. I know I'm arguing about semantics. That's why it's a small thing, but it's just one of these things that grinds my gears. And you know what? This is the Daniel Yours podcast, and these are the things that grinds my gears. So let's just use the correct words because that's a really easy one. So please, if we can all just continue to do that and correct people who you see using those words incorrectly because it just makes them sound silly. And Maybe, you know what, maybe it's fine because then it's a good way to pick out the people who like at least half know what they're talking about if they can correctly use the word workouts versus exercises. But uh, yeah, maybe just unfollow those people. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. 
another one. This one is uh, a little bit more serious and a little bit more ongoing. Is the the notion of that you the notion that you can't do something because of an injury or because of some type of pain. The biggest one is I can't do squats because I have bad knees. I can't train my legs because I have bad knees. Now, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a chiropractor. I'm not your physiotherapist, blah, blah, blah. So go seek help from professionals, you know, whatever, disclaimer, et cetera, et cetera. But if you just ignore the bad movement that you have or the lack of movement that you have, that is a surefire way to never fix it. And any good therapist would agree with that. I'm not saying if you have bad knees that you need to put 300 pounds on the bar and squat ass to grass. That is absolutely not the way to do it. But by not by avoiding moving your legs and moving your knees and squatting and using those muscles, you're just going to make the problem worse for forever and forever. So if you have bad knees, this is this is the most common one. I have bad knees, so I can't squat. That is the most common one. It's a, it, maybe it's a cop out to, to not train legs. I don't know, but you have to do it. And it doesn't mean you have to do the whole thing. It, by a whole thing, I mean heavy, deep squats, but there is something you can do. Maybe it's box squats. Maybe it's split squats with a very high uh, front foot elevation. Uh, front foot elevation. So you get your foot up. You know, Typically, we do it on like a, a 45-pound plate or you know, two to four inches off the ground, something like that. But get it up on a box, 16 inches off the ground. Like Start moving your knee. You need to be able to do something. And the fact that it hurts is... I'm sorry that that is that's not good and you know it sucks but it's not an excuse to not do things. So whatever pain you have, you can work through it. And maybe this is worth a a deeper dive in another episode is is training around injuries. Obviously we have to be very careful because it's hard to give that advice in like a general sense. Uh maybe I won't do that episode. But we'll see. Um but you can always train. You can always train through these things to a, to a degree. So find that pain free range of those exercises and do that. Do a half squat. Do a quarter squat. If that's all you can do, then do that. Or sit down on the, on a chair or on the edge of a bench with your feet dangling off and just do leg extensions. Like you've got to move that part of your body. And this is less of a. This is less. I see this less as a as an excuse of like someone who's trying to avoid leg day. Like that's not really what happens. But it's more of like a avoiding exercises and then continuing to complain about that while not doing anything about it. It's like, well, if my knee hurts, well, I should do something about that knee. Just not using my knee is not the way to fix it and it hasn't been working. So why would it continue to work? And in fact, you can't just not use your knee unless you just want to go and be in a wheelchair. And if you want that, then by all means, do that. But but I don't I highly, highly doubt that that's what anyone wants. So if you have pain, if you feel like uh, you shouldn't be doing something, I'm not saying go ahead and do it, but enlist the help of a of a good trainer or a manual therapist to help you understand how to move your body and start to actually work through that pain and those injuries so that you can actually use that part of your body. Not being able to use a part of your body, not good. I had a, a, great, a great post months ago and it was about a conversation with a client who uh, he's, you know, was perfectly healthy and uh he would he would like refuse to squat deeper than like barely getting parallel and i was like hey like we, we got to do this this is why blah blah blah. this is how set this up change this setup i know it's hard drop the weight all these things 
And he said to me, he's like, I'm like 50 years old. I don't want to be a bodybuilder. Why do I got to do that? And I looked at him and, you know, this is a client coach relationship. So I, you know, obviously felt comfortable to say this and I wouldn't say this to everyone, but I looked at him straight in the eye and said, because I want you to take a shit by yourself when you're 90 years old. He's like, what? I said, well, look how far down the toilet is. If you can only squat to here now, which is higher than the toilet, you're not going to get more limber as you get age. So what's going to happen in 40 years when you're 90 years old? You're not going to be able to reach the toilet. And as silly as that sounds, that's real life. So use your body to the fullest extent that you can when you can so that when things degrade as we age and not that degradation is like a normal part of aging, but things will slow down, then you can continue to live your life and take a shit by yourself because that's a pretty, that's a pretty important thing to do. I don't know anyone who would willingly want to need help with that. If you need help with that, then you need help with that. And that's unfortunate, but you don't want to get there. So do the things that you can to be able to live freely and physically independent for as long as you can. Being able to work through your injuries and actually heal your injuries is a big part of that because it's not getting better on its own. Now, the last thing, let's see, which one of these am I going to talk about? Um, Okay, this will, this will be the last one because I'll make this one quick and I'll save the other ones for a, for a different episode. Is uh, people who are constantly going off about what supplements they might need and also blaming or accusing other people of taking steroids. Now, just because you take steroids, let's go on that angle for a little bit. Someone has, excuse me, someone has a little bit of a better physique than you. Pretty impressive physique. And you automatically blame, oh, well, he or she did that because he or she uses drugs. Maybe they do, but that's not why they have that impressive physique. If you, can't, if you could just sit on the couch and take a whole bunch of steroids and be like super lean and super big, then yes, in that case, it's a huge cop-out, but that's not how it works. Those people who have those incredibly impressive physiques still work their ass off and the drugs help them, of course, they would be slightly less impressive if they didn't use the drugs, but they would still be incredibly impressive. So this is like one of those, it can't be me. It must be another thing to blame it on. I can't, it's not that this person works harder than me or that this person knows something that I don't. It's that this person is cheating. And this is like a weird, you know, human psychology thing where we don't like to just put the onus on ourselves. Like, ah, maybe I just gotta, maybe I just gotta learn a little bit more and, and work a little bit harder. So this constant blaming on steroids. Now, the, the supplement thing is the same thing. Well, what supplements do I need? What supplements do I need to try and get a leg up? Because what we're really avoiding with that is the same thing. It's doing the hard work. If you're constantly after, what supplements do I need? Should I take this one? Should I take that one? I want to go to Popeye's or GNC and ask the guy or girl working there. That's not it. Like, you, you Look at the other stuff you're doing. Supplements certainly work, and I'm a fan of a lot of them. I'm not, I'm not here to like you know shit on supplements. I'm here to shit on the attitude that you're looking for supplements to offset your lack of willingness to work hard and educate yourself and do all of the other things that need to be done to get where you want to get to. That's something that this will always come up and will always forever grind my gears, <laughs> but it's just something that uh, I, I think with the end of summer coming up now, and uh, I can't believe I'm saying that. Wow. End of summer. It's only flew by, but uh with the end of summer and, you know, everyone's seen everyone's beach pictures and vacation pictures. And it's like, wow, how did that person do that? It must be this supplement. It must be that. And like, you know, fall is a big fitness push. So 
well, what, okay, I'm going to get back in the gym, but what supplement's going to get? Well, what about this? What about that? That person's using steroids. Like I've actually had a lot of questions about people like, should I get on this? Should I get on that? And the answer is always no, has always been no, not forever, but no, there, there's, if you want to do it, like, well, I, I, again, do whatever you want. I, I'm not here to tell you what to do with your life, but that's not the first step. If you want to take them, like, yeah, maybe if you train for 10 years and you train your ass off, yeah, then maybe some steroids or something might help you if you even care about it at that point. But like, chances are you don't because like, why would you unless you're competing in, in bodybuilding? And if not, then doesn't really matter. And so if you've only been training for two years, oh, look, look how, look how, look how impressive I've gotten. Look how strong I've gotten. I'm at my genetic potential. Like no one's at their genetic potential in two years. You don't need that stuff. You just need to keep going. And in fact, it's probably not going to help you. It if you take it too early, and even if you go hard on the supplements without actually putting in like the real work and fixing your sleep and fixing your diet and fixing your actual training and fixing your lifestyle and your mental health and your relationships and all these things, if you go too hard on that stuff too early, it's, it's going to have more negative effects than positive effects, I believe, because you're going to rely on that stuff all the time uh, psychologically instead of actually fixing the problems and those problems will manifest themselves later. If you keep training like an asshole, you're going to get injured. You're going to get burnt out. You're going to hurt yourself or someone else. And just because you think you get a little bit of a better pump because you're taking, you know, XYZ supplement, that ain't, that's just, it's just not doing anything. It's not really moving the needle. However, there's a time and a place for supplements. That time and place to talk about that is not in this episode um, because it's a whole other discussion. So I'm not like poo-pooing on supplements or steroids, like again, do whatever you want, but don't use these things as a cop out and certainly don't blame someone else and say that that person is better than me because of this supplement or because of that steroid. That's, that's not fair to them. And you're just doing yourself a disservice because you're not actually looking internally to figure out what needs to be done from an action standpoint, as far as your workouts, as far as your nutrition, as far as your sleep, as far as all of the things. So with that said, I said I keep this under 30 minutes, so I'll stop there. We're right around it, so good on me. Pat on the back, DY. Um, that's all. Uh, I'll wrap this one up. We got video. If you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like this video. goes a long way. Allegedly. It helps. <laughs> Rating and review on the podcast. Share this episode with a friend. Um, send me more ideas for, for this series and send me any suggestions and tips and stuff like making all this stuff better as always. If you're interested in coaching and want to help have someone to help you think about all of these things and avoid all of the things that grind my gears, then uh, danielyoris.com slash coaching. The link will be in the show notes of this episode or in the YouTube video description because we're on YouTube, hashtag influencer. Follow me on Instagram as well at Daniel Yoris. And, uh, and that's all. Have a good day. Be a good person. Go outside, take your shoes off. We'll see you soon.